Hey, everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. We're taking your calls tonight. It's that time of the week, Sunday night street fight. And we're late for work once again. But don't worry. We want to hear from you. 614-655-3887. That's the number to get a hold of us. We're here for the next three hours until midnight. We're on WCRS LPFM in Columbus, Ohio as well. You can find more content at wcrsfm.org uh, my name is brett my co-host is brian we're street fight radio we've been doing this now for 10 years and we won't stop don't stop uh, we're going to keep spreading this mess across the u.s until everything changes and we're happy that you found us or just started or even listening forever whatever it is we, we love to hear from you um, we're moving into shocktober also spooky movie month it's a um, good time for me and good time for listeners. Uh, I'm rambling at this point, uh, but head over to patreon.com slash radio for Shocktober volume three that's coming up. And uh, you can listen to the old ones too. If you sign up today, uh, we can be found on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. And then you can also find us wherever fine podcasts are casted. How's it going, Brian? Great. How are you? Um, all right. Ready to take the calls. <laughs> Charlotte's walking back and forth behind you like like a, in an Austin Powers movie. She should do the steps. She she came into my ear and said, I'm thirsty and I can't sleep. And then the music started. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was watching that. I was about see if the music had not started, I would have brought us in. But it came to a point where it was like, uh, okay, um, I can't really tell Brett that I'm uh, that I'm here for him, you know. So I don't know. We're here. Everything's everything's going. We're all feeling good. Um, uh oh. Somebody says I can't hear. Can't What's hear. Going on? Can the people show? hear? Yeah, the show. Can Is everybody hear? good? I mean, Bitta Senna is slacking off at a Chili's to watch the show. So, hey, if you're watching the show at a Chili's, I mean, that's really where this show was supposed to be watched is at a Chili's. Uh, you know, I can I can talk to everybody, Brad, if you have to handle some situation i'll sit here and talk to the chat uh maybe you can just plop a phone down and i can talk to them and uh you know we're all parents here we all got to deal with parenting stuff um yeah give me a minute i'm gonna go lay down with her for uh, just a minute and uh and plop a phone down plop one of the phones down what do you mean is there a phone call yeah take a phone call take a phone call okay yeah I'll, I'll bring up the thing so I can hang up on them if they're rude. Okay. Here thank you go. You for, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Thank you for that. Who's doing my Brett Payne banner with Hello? me? Hey, what's up? Who's this? Hello? Hi, this is Nova. My uh, pronouns are he and he. I'm sorry. What was that? Hello? You got me? I'm here. I just missed the second part of it. I think you were given your name and pronouns. 
P-nouns. Yeah, uh, there we go. I tur- turned off my speakerphone, so hopefully that's working better. Okay. Right. What's up? Pronouns are he and him. Yep. Oh, what's up? Hey, uh, wanted to call in. Uh, love the show. I've been a uh, Patreon supporter. I wanted to go to the Columbus show, but uh, I didn't want to take the risk because of COVID and shit. So. How dare you? Uh, anyway, I got a you story have to for take you the risk. about uh, anarcho-communism. I know, but like I got a kid too, so and she can't get no. I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding. So. I'm kidding. You don't have to take the risk. We didn't expect as soon as they have it for kids. Um, How old's your kid? She's uh, seven. Seven. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to mess around with that kind of thing. So I get it. I understand. It was, uh, uh, we didn't have microphones at that show. So, you know, maybe it is better just to wait until, uh, we get back out after, uh, kids can get vaccinated. Cause once Brett's kid can get vaccinated, I'm just going to go out and roll around in COVID really to tell you the truth. I'll be standing on stage, just screaming and letting oh, yeah. people spit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what I want to do is uh, when the uh, AEW comes, when you guys go back to watching AEW on uh, Wednesdays, I want to get back to that. Oh, yeah, I miss that. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again because we like getting off work on time. And uh, it well, not on time. You know, there is no on time, but. Uh, with the AEW thing, basically what it meant was we went to the bar till 10, drove to the studio, and then we had to book a whole other night through the week to book bonus content for the Patreon. So once yeah. that was over because of the pandemic, we were like, you know, we can do the Patreon content on Wednesday before we do Street Fight. And then boom. Uh, that's an extra okay. night off. So laziness. It's all laziness, really. But I mean, you know, if anything, I would like to do pay-per-views with people. So we'll make that happen. That'd be cool. So you called about anarcho-communism? Yeah. So, in the military, where you wouldn't ex- really expect to uh, to find it. Okay, so, what happened? Know, what was it? Seen, um, Okay, so uh, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter where people talk about how, like, it's going to be hard to find people to do, like, food service work after the revolution or, you know, whatever better world we hopefully eventually build. How, like, people don't want to be, like, bartenders and shit like that because it's work that generally that kind of work sucks. Um, When I was in Korea, we had these things for each unit on base that was called the hooch. And so, like, the medical group had a squadron hooch. All the fighter squadrons had their squadron hooch. Uh, it was uh, like a name for, you know, a beyond base bar. Like, I know it's also the name for booze, but we just called it, you know, it was the name for the base bar, basically. And uh, I was in civil engineering, and so we did stuff like structure building, uh, power generators, plumbing, carpentry, things like that. And uh, the way that each hooch for each unit was staffed is that group would work out a rotation where different sections within the squadron would take turns each night on a schedule working in the hooch, and then they'd be selling beer and liquor to the rest of the group. 
So like one night you have the plumbers working, the other night you have HVAC doing it, the other night you have electricians doing it. And it worked out great because nobody was going to be an asshole to you while you were doing it because they're going to be worried about someone being an asshole to them when they're the ones who are behind the bar. And, you know, also you're doing it with like the people you work with all the time. So, you know, you're out there. It's just another way to kind of have a good time with your coworkers. Uh, and you know, you're all stuck in Korea (laughs) together too. So we had, uh, the drinks were really cheap there because we didn't have any kind of profit motive. So we didn't have a reason to mark things up. Uh, you know, we'd buy stuff in bulk from the base store and then uh, just sell it at cost, basically. Uh, we had, like, music, dartboards, pool tables, uh, tables for, like, spades and hearts and stuff like that. So, so it was a nice. lot of fun. It was a volunteer thing. Like, nobody, they didn't tell anybody. Nobody, they didn't ever said, hey, you got to be a bartender tonight. There was still no trouble ever finding volunteers because it wasn't bad. Yeah, it didn't so, stink. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like terrible and people weren't dicks to you. It was just kind of like, I mean, so nobody was forced to do it, right? Like, it was just like, oh, tonight plumbers are serving drinks. Did anybody know how to bartend? Like, was it just beer? Uh, you know, we weren't getting fancy with it, but like I could, you know, you could make a screwdriver or like a rum and Coke or something like that. Like we had you okay. know, whiskey on stock. We had rum, we had vodka, all that stuff. So, you know, we're not like making so, anything real crazy and fancy, but, uh, we were having, you know, just, you know, decent mixed drink or whatever. So are you thinking like, let me ask you this, cause this is an interesting thought, uh, experiment for me to to go with here so we're thinking like we still have restaurants and bars we have all that stuff that exists now we even maybe we have 24-hour grocery stores again god fucking forbid that would be great but basically the way that they're staffed is you do a four-day work week at your real gig and then a one-day work week at one of those places and then we just keep fucking rotating out so but also now don't get mad at me chat because i'm gonna say this real quick i'm not talking about like you have to have a gig i don't mean that but we we've said on this show a million times like we're gonna need people to do plumber stuff um i don't want i think it's a good idea to say hey nobody is just a fast food worker i like that idea i do actually think that's a good idea um we need to get the hours down i was just thinking in terms of how things are now uh uh the hours i'd have to cut them way down like you know 20 hour work week and then boom you get one night you got to go work at the damn McDonald's, but like, there's always people filtering in to those jobs. I kind of think that could work if everybody got, yeah. Well, I'm like, if everybody got the job they wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like, because like, 
if I'm miserable, like if I'm miserable, like I was at the cable company, right? And I work four days and then I got to go into McDonald's for one day. I would not like that. I would, I would be miserable. But if somebody came to me now, murder X Brian street fight radio. And they said, Brian, you got to fucking work at the McDonald's tonight. I would do it. I'd be fine with that. Who wouldn't even care? You know? Yeah. Well, I've got like my job because I've got one of those, you know, bullshit white collar work from home uh, office jobs. And honestly, like I could do, I, you know, for real actual time spent working, it's like maybe a solid eight hours a week, but it's like spread out over the course of the day. So I could do something where I'm doing what I do now. And then, and like, it's something where like I work on stuff when it comes in to be worked on. So like I could have a notification come to my phone or something. I've got something I've got to get back to. And then I could do that and then do something else the rest of the time. Like I'm walking distance from the, the mire I go to all the time. I would be perfectly happy, you know, going there and just putting boxes on shelves and, uh, just like stocking, you know, the food up there, just killing time doing that until something else comes in that I got to work on for like a technical job I've got. I would love that. I, I mean, we have love this idea. A, yeah. Well, cause so much of our job is tied to like our identity gets tied to our job. Like, you know, one person's a nurse and another person's a doctor and another person's uh you know, garbage man and another person, the podcaster or whatever. But like our identity then comes from what the job is and we should just have our identity be our identity. And if we're able to kind of like that, then that way we'd have, you know, I think it would be a little easier to not get pigeonholed having your identity be your job, but then having your own identity instead because you're not just stuck doing one thing all the time. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I would have liked too. like when I was working for a living <clears throat> at a real job, like would have been really nice to have that kind of uh, uh, variance and what I did, because I think you're right in that, like doing the same thing every day is shitty like there's no way to get around it do i when i podcast five days in a row by day five i'm like i fucking hate podcasting there's just nothing out there that you can do five days in a row and still enjoy it for work so i like this idea it's kind of like a spin the wheel make the deal if i could use an old wcw phrase but for jobs and yeah. like, you're just like, bro, yeah. I'm at fucking Wendy's today, but then tomorrow I am a plumber's apprentice. And then, you know, like that. Yeah. I, um, I'm back. Um, I, I mean, if, if we're painting, if we're painting oh. best ideas, I mean, I think that the fast food should just be nationalized and you have to put skin in the game to reap the benefits. Like there's no money accepted at McDonald's anymore. You have to have like your fast food workers card to show, like you have to have a, a punch on your card that you, sh you worked one, one shift a month at a fast food place or something. That's tight. Um, 
Cause like I do, I started, I'm for the people that are worried about child, child abuse on Twitter. Um, I, I make McDonald's at home and I make Taco Bell at home and make my kid eat my version of it. Um, so I would not mind on a day when she's not around going and earning some points so I can go get the real thing. It's a good point. It's a good point. Well, he was saying the caller was saying that in the military, like they have a bar, Brett, where like you, everybody takes a night at the bar. So like the plumbers are running the bar one and night and then the engineers are running. Know. Yeah. But I like, I, I mean, like I like the base. idea. I don't even know if it's still in Korea because I was there years ago, but yeah. I mean, it's, and whenever we're talking yeah. about labor without money and being involved in exploiting people, I think we're having a better conversation because like, you know, we said yeah. on the show forever, people are putting in, putting in eight to 10 hours, you know, at some of these blue collar jobs, or I'm sorry, these white collar jobs. And um, we can't be honest. Yep. We can't say like, Hey, you pay me like $75,000 a year. I work for six hours a week. Can I please just have my other 34 back and I'll do some community service, like working at an Arby's. Yeah. 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 I, I would love to. Do, I mean, I mean I, we've, I said this we've said this before, dude, that like, I would go back to working in a restaurant if I didn't have to do it every day and depend on my, sur my survival depends on it. Would it would be novel. Do you know how good I would be at customer service if I did it once a month or once a week and I came in and we're like, oh shit, you're about to tear it up. Yeah, let's get you the best, freshest. I would just be so into it. It'd I know. Like, you can't be wore down if it, if it isn't like grading, if it isn't like causing you turmoil all the fucking time. Me and Katie were actually talking about it this weekend about how like working at a pizza place was the most fun I've ever had at a job in my life. Like I loved, I worked at two different pizza places and they were the most fun you could ever have at work, but it's fucking grueling. We, we we're talking about it because the Donato's pizza, which is a big chain in this part of the country, uh, oh, has yeah. a sign that says, it has a sign that says, why not get paid to have fun outside, right? And I see that every day when I walk by it, and I kind of snicker a little bit at it. But to tell you the truth, dude, I had so much fun working at Angie's Pizza and when I worked at Chuck E. G's. Like, the people that are attracted to working at a pizza place are fun. It's just fun people. But it wears you down having to work every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday till two o'clock in the morning. It's like those places don't close. Yep. And and oh. also and also knowing that you spent eight hours at a place and that didn't pay you enough to, to live. Yeah. Yeah. You're not you like you know it's a waste of time being there because you're not making enough money to have any sort of a life. Yeah. We used to work at this fucking pizza place, dude, and we would be throwing food at each other and shit and fucking schoolboy in each other, like where you get down <laughs> on your hands and knees behind somebody and then walk towards them and then they trip over your back. We would feed tokens to the geese out back at the uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Like, it was fucking crazy, the shit you could do. And the manager was always right there goofing off with you. The manager didn't yell at you. Every once in a while at a pizza place, the only thing that happens to you at a pizza place is every fucking night, at one point, the manager's like, hey, you guys need to shut up. The customers can hear you. <laughs> 
That was the only problem. It was like, you need to shut up because the customers can hear you or turn the fucking radio down. Or why is every other word out of the radio? Fuck. That's how the pizzas get made. They used to do that all at Chuck E. Cheese, Brett. Yep. I got to tell you, dude, I, I would put in they, these fucking guys would listen to Stone Temple Pilots all day. They would listen to Stone Temple Pilots. They'd listen to Pearl Jam. That, like, that was their shit. Seven Mary Three or something, right? So when I finally got stationed in the kitchen, I'm bringing in corn. I'm listening to motherfucking corn, right? And my manager, the same guy that plays STP and Green Day and shit, comes in and yells at me and says, this is a kid's restaurant. And like I got in trouble for playing corn and it was just like they're not in the fucking kitchen. And how would the kids hear it? There's a goddamn fucking sound system out there playing the hokey pokey or whatever's on there, you know? Mm -hmm. Hated that guy. God. Yeah. Slipknot is good pizza making music. Uh uh. For sure. Donuts was fun too. Donuts was the best atmosphere. If we were all in line and like the um, notorious BIG Pandora station was really rocking. Yeah. Then it would, everybody was like cutting up um, and putting shit out that they liked and that felt good. But that didn't, ha that happened like once, um, you know, once a month, like I said, you have enough in you to have one good shift a month. If you, if you're doing that job. Yeah. I one time at the pizza shop, a, we fucking, a we fucking place in town here. Yeah, well, what I don't is know if it? You guys know about it, but there's a leftist donut place here in town. Oh, the one up in Hilliard. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been there. Yep. Yeah. Um, what is it? I forget what I it's called. It I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you, Brett. The I, little uh, donut shop. No, it's up in Hilliard. It's yep. uh, how is it in Hilliard? We know the taste. guy. We we know the guy. I think he listens to the show. Okay. Uh, so we know him. But uh, yep. um, I never go to Hilliard. But uh, the guy, the, 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 the funniest pizza shop thing we did was we had 50 bucks, right? Like we all put $50 together and we grabbed one of the little cups they give you for water like this big. And we squeezed all the uh, oil out of the anchovies into the cup. Yes. And this fucking guy, and it was a lot, oh. Brett. It three quarters of the way filled the cup right and this fucking guy was like i'll fucking do anything for fifty dollars that's bullshit fifty dollars yeah fucking give it to me and we're like drink this and you get the 50 bucks he fucking drank it and then he had to deliver pizzas for the rest of the night and he threw up like three times almost got into a car accident <laughs> because he felt like he was going to pass out. And then two days later, I went to his house and talked to him and he was like, I wish I didn't do that for $50. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. <laughs> um, Hank snow day in the chat said they played at a game at the coffee shop where you play one song and repeat until a customer says something and they listen to train in vain. Uh, by <laughs> the clash for 3.5 hours. I love that. We used As, to do that at the Dairy Queen with dude. the uh, jukebox. Yeah. Until they came out and unplugged it. We would be like just sitting there listening to Paradise by the Dashboard Light <laughs> until somebody came out and unplugged it. 
Yeah. I mean, once you get to like two hours into, you're like completely delirious. Like you're just like, stand by me. <laughs> like you're so into it and waiting for it to start again. Like you're just lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used to also do that at, at, at the pool hall I hung out at. There was a jukebox and we begged and begged and begged and begged them to put corn on there. And they finally put corn on there, but then they wouldn't let you play certain songs because they had cusses in them. Um, but like uh, uh, the song Daddy has a hidden track on it, which makes the song 52 minutes long. And uh, he cries for like nine minutes at the end of the song. And we would just play that and they would get so mad at us. We'd be standing in a pool hall. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Davis is crying. <laughs> and people would be so hot because the other stuff you'd hear all day was like bad company. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a good time. It sounds like so much fun for everybody. Yeah, we just ruined it for everybody. Yeah, that's fun for everybody. Well, well I mean, I think I like your idea. Um, and I appreciate you calling. Well, Hopefully we see you soon. Yeah. Oh, can I uh, plug my podcast oh. before I get in here? Absolutely. Yes. Go for it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I got a leftist podcast that I co-host called Hedgepod. It's uh, H-E-G-E-P-O-D. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, Gmail, all that shit. And what we do is we watch like sitcoms, cartoons, movies, and stuff like that. And we try and like discuss how it reflects or goes against the uh, dominant uh, the ruling class, like that, you know, going after the cultural hegemony of it. Uh, so, like, if there's okay. a show that presents union movements as destructive to business, or if there's another cartoon show showing about like how management can't be trusted, we'll kind of like watch those and talk about that. So, okay, and, uh, Love it. Always looking for feedback. Yeah. So. Uh, Give them some feedback. Listen so we have, to uh, it. We have some interesting stuff that we talk about. And, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you all a link on Twitter and, uh, and take a look at it. Nice. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for calling. All right. And I was I was about to throw a fucking tantrum if he was going to pitch the hedge pod. I was just going to be like, what the fuck are we doing here that people are pitching leftist hedge fund podcast to us now? That would be cool. Though. <laughs> when that he spelled it. Funny I would, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. We're not. We're not Tyler Durden. Um, if I fucking knew what a hedge phone was, I would I would like try to make a joke about that. But yeah, I have watched the neat. show Billions for like months now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Almost the whole thing, and it's about a hedge fund. Still don't know what they do. I, I they wow. buy stocks, Brett. Yeah, they you man know. they manage funds. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I gotta buy these stocks, and he'll be like, oh, okay, like I guess it's go at it, bro. You know, I like it when they ride motorcycles and take ayahuasca in the show. I don't particularly like it when they do the hedge fund stuff. I don't think hedge funds do, do much ayahuasca. Um, you know, what's funny, though, talking about uh, the fucking with people out of place. Uh, I was at Dairy Queen today and um, an older gentleman. I'm going to put him in the 30s. Maybe it was 30. Exactly. He had on a Cleveland Browns like jersey t-shirt and a group of teens started heckling him and they got to him oh, <laughs> he no. started he started responding what did they like, say to him i don't even know what it, there was like five or six of them and they were like your team went your team hasn't won or something in 30 years 
something like they they were just yelling out like weird stats at each other and the guy was trying to stay frozen and then they said something about the guy's shirt jersey that he was wearing whoever the team member was and then the guy was like we're doing pretty good this year I guess oh, you know no. we just and he started yelling how good they were doing this year he got loud at teenagers because of this shirt he his, his brown shirt you can't do that man no, you never give in the chat's mad at me because I said corn's better than Pearl Jam. Like half of them are like Pearl Jam's better than corn. And in the other half are like corn's better than Pearl Jam. And I got to tell y'all, I mean, whatever makes you happy is better than corn. Not much, but whatever makes you happy better than corn. Wow. That's a great stance to take. So uh, uh, I guess we can talk here for a minute, Brett, since we didn't get to at the beginning. Uh, uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, skating a lot. We went, I got Charlotte some blades. So she's now inline skating with me. Uh, I saw Taking Back Sunday on Thursday. How was that? With the band Thursday. How was that? Um, it was awesome. It was really good. Uh, they played a lot of new songs I didn't know, but yeah. I like the stuff that they do. And I, I kind of went hoarse. Um, I, they were way bigger than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It was outdoors, right? No, was it they, a big one? They moved it inside because it small was small one then. Yeah, yeah. It was a smaller one. And the and the weather and I guess it was that's why, yeah, because tickets. Um, but yeah, it was kind of it wasn't really popping. Uh there was a little bit of activity. People are still weird about like yeah. laying all over each other and stuff. Um, but uh they did a, they sounded great and I had a good time. Uh it was a lot of fun. New flat, newfound glory was there yesterday, and it was fucking packed, man. Yeah, I bet. Holy macaroni! I didn't even know people still liked uh, uh, newfound glory. I guess everybody still likes everything from their whole life, right? Um, yeah, there seems to be. There's definitely. I think that um, instead of calling it a life crisis, we just proudly dress like how we wanted to when we were 17, you know, and like all the stuff when we were 17. I think that's what millennials are doing instead of a midlife crisis because we can't really like buy a sports car or anything, but we can like buy a sick shirt that we were too embarrassed to wear to 10th grade, you know? Oh, I bought a pretty sick shirt today from Sarah Squirm. I don't know if you can still get them, but they're doing pre-orders and uh, just look her up on, on Twitter it's like a, a child's play Chucky t-shirt uh, uh, where he it says it says something really funny on it. It's like uh, this is child this. Hold on. I'll get it up there because it, it, it's tie dyed too. Uh, that's what really sold me on it because my I knew that if I bought a tie dyed shirt, my wife would be impressed with a tie dyed shirt. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yes. It's on goodbyepress.com. It says uh, it has Chucky on it and it said he's small, mean and weird. And then um, it says, but hey, Chucky, he's my best friend. And then on the back, it says child's play. This ain't child's play. It's pretty serious business, actually. And then it has like a rainbow and it says he's one scary little guy. And it's got a knife on the sleeve. You know how I like like weapons on the sleeves and stuff like that. But it's tie dyed. Yeah, this is, and, I uh, mean, even better than seeing the shirt, it's just hearing you read it. That's like, true. That's I just know. so, it's just like makes it better. I'm really it's tie dyed, though. I'm really happy about the fact that I bought a tie dyed <sighs> shirt. Okay. Can I, can I shit on tie dye for a second? I don't care. 
I love it. I think it looks great. It's amazing. Um, but it's also quite hilarious to me how many people are like, I'm really passionate about tie dye. I'm an artist and I'm really passionate about tie dye. And that's why I started this Instagram. And it's like, no, it's because anybody can do it. It's not like doing photo realism with oil paints. It's literally no. something that anybody can do. And it's just, it's kind of like photography. There's just so many things that people take on as like, this is what I've always wanted to do my whole life is make tie dye. And it's like, I don't think so. I think it, you found out that people will buy a t-shirt for $45 is what you found out. You know what kind of tie dye I like? The black shirt uh, bleach tie dye. That's a great way to go. That's the style, dude. That's this. That's not the style of this shirt I bought. This one actually has colors on it. But the black shirt bleach tie dye, I think, is the hippest looking tie dye out there. So, yeah, I like it. I mean, I think it's a good look. It's way more like I complain about people's clothes. I want things to be way more louder. So I, I am not against it. Um, I just think it's it's like the, seeing the waves of popularity of things where. Uh, you know, it's also, it changes in this day and age. It's like, everybody wants to have a side hustle or be like a small business entrepreneur or do a little Instagram thing, you know, and it always just comes back to like putting paint on a canvas and spinning it around really fast to make like a, basically a, a spin art, but that's a hundred dollars. Yeah. I like tie dye stuff though. I'm just a big tie dye guy. Tie dye is great. Always love tie dye. Not a tie dye guy. This is the first time I've ever had a tie dye shirt. But like, I'm always trying to get people to, I, I'm always trying to impress my wife with like, a, a, I just have a color on my shirt. She's like, holy moly, look at you colored shirt. What if you put up like an adult man shirt on? Like that wasn't just a t-shirt. Oh no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what if you, what if you wore something with like a collar on it? No, uh-uh, no fucking way. I didn't get in this business so I could wear a shirt with a collar on it. That's for sure. No way. Uh-uh. I'm getting real annoyed with my t-shirt collection. I picked up so many band shirts recently that I'm like ready to just set my whole thing on fire right now. I have to purge I, a lot. I, yeah, I need to get rid of some t-shirts, but like I'm not going to start wearing collared shirts. There's no way I become a podcaster and then put on a collared shirt. No, no, no. Not for the B-man. Uh, I was so glad that I got out of having to dress like an adult when I uh, left the cable company that like, I was like, I will never dress like an adult again. I'm gonna, I will always look like a teenager. Looking spiffy is, is a, is a good thing to do. It works. Not, yeah. It doesn't have to always be, but you should look nice. At least like it's like McDonald's once a month. I got the cowboy shirt. And if I, mean, I ever have to go somewhere with the cowboy shirt on, I'll put it on. I just don't do stuff. Okay. You know, I hang out. I, 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 I hang out surf. at my house and watch TV shows and shit and, and like walk and go to, I went to a soccer game today and I got so annoyed at this lady because every 35 seconds of the soccer game that I was watching, she said, kick the ball towards the goal. Yelled yeah. Me. Yeah. Every like 35 seconds. And I was just like, lady. That's what they're trying to fucking do out there. You know, they're they're fucking 10 years old, number one. And number two, the whole point of soccer is to kick the ball towards the goal. You don't have to tell them to kick the ball towards the goal. And it was relentless and it was yelling and it was right behind me. And I just wanted to turn around like, why don't you coach? Like she was yelling at the coach too. 
mad at the coach, not at the uh, coach of the other team, but of the coach of her kids' team. See, yeah, she's like, they he need know how to, He didn't tell her. He didn't teach these kids how to get into position when there's a corner kick. He didn't tell them how to get into position. It's like they wouldn't fucking do it anyway, man. You, you know, you got a kid. You know they don't listen to shit. <laughs> it was crazy. A lot of them go to those practices and think it's a place to hang out and then find themselves in the middle of a soccer game. And we're like, I didn't know we were actually going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. She's just screaming at him, man. I, I couldn't believe it, dude. Kick it towards the goal. Come on. Of course. Is that what they do at crew games? Hey, kick it towards the goal. <laughs> yeah. Parents should be banned. I mean, I think loud parents should be, I think you're allowed to be excited for your kid, but I, there should be somebody there to stop shit like that. Because it's the, 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 they should be listening to the coach only. You're distracting the whole fucking team. You're, you're ruining, you're ruining their potential for greatness. Exactly. And just, you know, yelling is too much. You don't have to yell. You do have to yell at us. You do have to say, come on, get the dang ball. And you clap. <laughs> yeah. I think saying kick it towards the goal is almost like saying, like you were watching a baseball game and you said, pitch it over the plate. Every time the pitcher has the ball in their hand, if they were like, pitch it over the plate, pitch it over the plate. It's like, they're going to do that every single fucking time. The referee That's the point. Rep so the, it should be the referee. Then the referee should blow the whistle, stop the game <laughs> and say, ma'am, both team, both teams. Do you agree to <laughs> kick it towards the goal? They do, ma'am. Yeah. So we don't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. It may be nuts, dude. I never was a yeller at the at Gwen's games. I, I mean, like, I, you know, I like to see her do well or whatever. But I, like, uh, yeah, I usually just add to the excitement. I, I, I am not arrogant enough to, to give out pointers in the middle of a game that I just showed up for. And I'm like half in the bag. That's the funny thing, too. <laughs> it's like this, this lady, I, I don't know if she's ever played soccer in her life. She, right? she drank and she drank enough to believe it. Yeah, you wonder if they've ever played soccer in their life uh, or because I know that Gwen's coach went on her first soccer team had never played soccer in his life. He actually preferred football. He never watched a soccer match on TV. He never saw a soccer match live. He knew nothing about soccer, but he was the only guy that would do it because they were like, which one of you guys want to do this? And I was like, I'm not doing I don't know anything about soccer. But uh, so this guy starts doing it and then the parents would flip out on him because the kids weren't doing like real soccer shit. And uh, yeah, 10 year olds, 11 year yeah, olds. I know you're fucking telling me you're preaching to the choir, sir. Let's take a call. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? It's you. Uh, I think. Hey, uh, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. What's Hello? up? Oh, we got hey. you. Um, my name is Chris. And I wanted to call in and talk to you guys about um, the uh, film industry strike that is potentially on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, what's the status? I don't. I guess I don't know exactly so, what's going on. I guess to be honest. Yeah. So before COVID happened, um, you know, the hours 
for film are pretty grueling. Um, I mean, it, it's usually anywhere from like, I don't know, 12 to 16 hours a day. Um, but I guess before COVID, everybody just kind of like normalized it and just didn't really think anything of it. Uh, and then when COVID happened, there was no film production for six months, basically. And everybody like got to spend time with their families and like have a full weekend and stuff. And um, I don't know, then we all got pulled back into work um, under the guise of like a safer, uh, healthier set. Um, but what it turned out, they, they basically just like took our lunch breaks away because it wasn't like COVID safe. And they've been <sighs> trying to make up for all the last time from nobody working for six months so the hours have gotten completely out of control and all these people are like um kind of just thinking about like how they had an opportunity to you know have a hobby <laughs> or like just you know yeah. sleep uh do their own projects right like they they got a chance to like make yeah i mean if you're working in a film industry you probably have like a passion for for something in that world and maybe you got to do your own projects or, or decided to to start your own situation um this is the iatsi strike right yeah. is that what it's called i just like saying that i yeah I'm letting everybody yeah. know i know that union <laughs> so like what yeah uh so so you're back you're not allowed to eat lunch anymore which is very odd thing to do yeah. to people yeah. but and then yeah, also they do, so they do this thing called oh sorry no i was just gonna say and then also it sounds like they were like okay we've been off for six months um we have a lot to catch up on and we want to continue making movies at the same speed as we did before yeah before that, the industry was operating at like 70 percent, we shut down and now we're at like 130 percent i'm um oof. atlanta local and we we just like at our six month period we hit um the amount of productions that we did in total the year before at six months so they're just whoa kind of it's 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 just been an insane amount of work and like my I took two months off over the summer and my first day back I worked an 18 hour day and then the next week I worked Monday Monday through Friday each were like 15 to 16 hour long days um and it was just <laughs> it's just crazy I've never like it's always been long hours but it's not been like this before um, and so we renegotiate our contracts every three years. And this year is like we were supposed to renegotiate in uh, August, but um, the it's like a bunch of lawyers that represent like Disney and Comcast and all of those people um, or corporations. Right. Sorry. <laughs> um, but they won't even sit down at the negotiation table to like talk with our union rep about uh, how we want to change our contracts and stuff. They're just like, ah, oh, like the old contracts are fine. We we want to keep things how it is. So now there's a threat of a strike. And um, I was just 
thinking that I don't know if the general public has uh, any idea how like grueling the industry can be. And I had been posting about it on my um, social medias and um, I, I was getting a ton of responses from people being like, I had no idea that the hours were that long or like, you know, there's a industry term called um, fratter days. And it means like you start work at, like five or six o'clock in the evening on a Friday. And then you work until like eight or 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. You get off work Saturday morning and then you have to be back at work on Monday morning at like four or 5 a.m. So you hardly what? get a weekend. Um, there, and I'm, people don't like, I think this. Can I ask, can I ask like, is this, is this a, uh, uh, I mean, I, I assume that people want to work in this field. Like they're clamoring to work in this field. Uh, is this a, a, a thing where they could like hire, just hire more people and, and it would kind of solve these grueling hours or is it a thing where they're like, uh, we don't want to hire or we can't find people or is it a thing where they just want all of the same people on the set all day, every time? Yeah, I think that because I think that like the, they don't want the project to go through so many hands um, because it starts getting like disconjointed. The more people that touch it or are involved, like the more kind of, you know, nonsensical it gets, I guess. But um, I, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess more people might solve the problem, but I think the real answer is that the crew members are seen as like disposable. So they don't care if they work us 18 hours and then send us to drive an hour home on the highways. <laughs> they don't care. So I I think it's just maybe a lack of humanity more than anything. Right. That I mean, that's also a good a good point like where it's like on a movie set, there's probably this crazy hierarchy where like the people that are actually on the crew are looked at as like way less important because they're not in front of the camera and they're not like really like kind of directing it. But I mean, they're doing the work. I mean, arguably the most work, I would say, well, not arguably they're doing the most work. Cause I mean, if you're the, if you're the director or if you're an Maybe not an act. Like, let's say you're the director, right? Which is probably the guy that runs everything or the person that runs everything. Uh, you don't care to be there for 16 hours. It's the same thing with me. It's like, I can podcast for three hours. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. It's whether other people want to be tied up in what I'm doing. Because people that are just doing it for a job or for a living, like, you got to give them time off. They have to fucking be able to relax. It's it's 16 hour days for something as trivial as a fucking movie. Like, listen, we used to say this a lot about 24 hour grocery stores and shit like that. Or, or like same day shipping or one day shipping with Amazon. It's like, it's an unrealistic expectation to be able to have that forever. And 
it sounds to me like the film industry is the same way. They have an unreal expect unrealistic expectation for how long it should take to make a movie that like nobody would notice if they just took a little more time. The audience wouldn't notice. Especially now, you have this fucking golden opportunity where there's so many fucking movies in the can that weren't able to be released when the movies weren't open. You have a golden opportunity to readjust the expectation for the amount of time it make, takes to make a movie without anybody on the outside ever noticing. And they make less movies now than they have at any other fucking time anyway. It's like one movie a week comes out, it feels like. Yeah, and I also but, like totally believe that, you know, too many options is not good. Like, you know, when you're looking at a menu at a restaurant and there's like 10 pages, you can't decide what you want. Like every time I'm on Netflix, I just scroll for an hour and never actually pick anything to watch because there's too much, there's just too much content now. And I think people would appreciate it if there was just better content instead of lots of it. You're totally right about that, too, because it is a thing where, like, I was listening to something or reading something last week that talked about how Netflix releases 10 hours of content. Like, like they release a series, a television series that is 10 episodes, 10 hours of content. And by the end of the first week, it's old news and it gets lost on Netflix. Uh because they release another 10 hours of content the next week. <laughs> There's like, and, and you're probably right too, because you hear so much about how content is king or whatever, where it's like, well, we have all these streaming services and they have to have a certain library. And not only do they have to have a certain library, but now they have to have original content. It can't be old movies or older movies that, First of all, we don't even have access to everything. There's so much stuff that people want to watch that you can't fucking get on any of the streaming services anyway. But like they're just cranking out new stuff and and they're grinding people up in order to in order to crank that out. Somebody in a chat just said they could grind up humans to get this done like uh, as a, a you know, a joke or whatever. And then I immediately, one minute later, said they grind up people to get it done. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I wish I could see who said that, but I just like stole your thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, it sounds like a challenge to give somebody that much time off for a weekend. Seems like, can you do anything enjoyable in the next 36 hours that you have off? Can you manage to have any sort of a life? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's really why that, why? No, I mean, and, it's uh, just. Uh, there's just tons of people in charge of this too. There's people that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And there's a whole group of adults that are saying it's okay to run people 16 hours a day, which is, uh, should be, I, I'm just outlawed. Like I just, I just, it, it gives me no hope for anything that, that other people would allow somebody else to work that many hours in a week. It's completely fucking ridiculous. And uh, nobody works good under those conditions or should expect to be treated that way. It's, I don't know. It drives me nuts. You're working 16 hours a day to like 
Somebody in a chat said, "Grind out like the 400th episode of The Walking Dead, yeah, or something like that." Where it's like it's it's just I I really you're doing like a, a Nicolas Cage movie and then go straight to Netflix, yeah, like something that he did for like a car, yeah, yeah. So, is there anything uh, uh, that people can do to help? Is there like a strike fund or like? Should we send emails or a petition or anything like that? Is there anything that we can do to help? Yeah, um, so I have a link to a petition that I actually set up, um, and maybe I can just share it in the chat. Um, and I, I we're voting on Friday whether or not we strike. And so I guess I just wanted to kind of like raise awareness uh to it uh, to like the working conditions of this industry and encourage like anybody in your audience who is an IOC to vote yes on the strike because if we vote no then they're going to take away like everything that we have and well it's like no point in even having a union if we vote against the strike so i just wanted to call in and save those things <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. i like it. that attitude too it, it's like uh, uh, voting or, or striking is probably very scary. I've, I've never been in a, in a position to strike and, uh, I, I, I would really love, I, I, I hope it's brave to do and, uh, it's cool that you're for it. And, uh, uh, cat goiter in a chat said, cancel scream streaming. We don't have to do that now. Come on. What would I do? I was going to say there's, there's one more thing that. I have to ask, and if we vote yes to authorize a strike, it doesn't mean that we will strike. It just means that we can go to the lawyers and be like, hey, we can strike at any moment if you don't agree to negotiate with us. But if we do actually go on strike, I'm going to be asking all of my friends and family to cancel their streaming services until the strike is over. And if I'm everybody terrified. cancels their streaming services, it may only be a week. Yeah. It, it, the more people that do it, the faster we can wrap this up because nobody you. wants to strike. It's like the worst case last scenario, but yeah, I can cancel that shit. No problem. I got the library. That's going to take me so long to cancel. Yeah, I think I have like 87 of them, <laughs> but I'm with you. I'll do it. If you, you strike, I, if you strike, I will, <laughs> I will cancel everything and my family will hate me for it, but I will cancel everything. They'll no, you just have to explain to them why and they'll understand. Yeah. It worked real good with Sabra hummus, uh, where I became the least fun guy in the world. And it's, that's just hummus. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck power to the IATSE union. And, uh, you know, I hope it, uh, I hope it all works out. And uh, thank you for calling. I was hoping somebody awesome. would call with that. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate Have it. Have a good, good one. Guys. Damn. Yeah, that strike. I've been I've been seeing stuff about it, and I do sort of feel like like you start thinking about that unrealistic when we talk about unrealistic expectations. Like it's fucking not even it's not a thing where like they're they're creating this really vi vital high art 
and shit. They're they're making the Loki TV show. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, let people have a fucking life. I mean, video games are the same way. I mean, the amount of abuse that people take to get these things done. Um, I don't know who's asking for it. You know, I guess, I mean, when I look at consumers, they're awful pieces of shit if I read comments and stuff, but I don't know if, if people actually feel that way. Um, I don't, I don't think people would mind finding out that someone that made their movies wasn't working 16 hours a day. Um, but then I also, I don't have any faith in humanity anymore. I mean, there's just like people expect this stuff. People expect someone to be grateful to get paid nothing to work 16 hours a day. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's like, well, at least you don't work at Dollar General like I do or, or who, whatever the fucking whatever it is. I mean, 16 I hours is so fucking long. Unacceptable. Though, I mean, there's just yeah. not even exist. I mean, that, it's just like it breaks my heart. It makes me want to push the button that would end everything. Just knowing I mean, that that people would ask someone to work 16 hours. That's totally fucking unacceptable. Yeah. And it, it, it and it 16 hours is like you can't even get the amount of sleep that they recommend that people get. I, I know that most people aren't getting eight hours of sleep. I'm, I just feel like there should be at least a veneer in this fucking shitty ass world that people are given the opportunity to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. I mean, 40 ain't enough. 40 is, is too much already. 40 is stressful. Yeah. A 40 hour week stresses you the fuck out. And you I need know. a lot of time to recover from that shit. The, the, we're already we're already overworked. Right, forty hours is still like, um, you get to come home and have like four hours before you have to start. Four is is, you know, it's probably closer to three. You get to come home and have three hours where you don't start thinking about going to bed, so that you could be ready for work the next day. You know, you get off at fucking four or five. Let let's say you get off at five, uh you end up coming back in like you have to be basically set up to go to bed at nine just yeah. like getting ready so that you i don't i'm not saying people go to bed at nine but i mean you got to be winding down at nine no i mean they did eight hours they berate us with information all the time it's like you should have a 90 minute bedtime routine where you make a sleepy time tea and sniff some fucking eucalyptus and cover up all the blue lights and set the temperature and do a little yoga yoga pose thing and, and and like just to and and if you you aren't capable of doing this and like you're garbage right right if you if, if you if you rebel against bedtime you're garbage you're yeah. just like a reckless person or you're just gonna die young that's the way they yeah what they really do they're just like if you want to live to be 70 you have to fucking get eight hours of sleep and you're like when when i mean i am the only person in my life that gets eight hours of sleep a day. Oh, yeah. At least. I don't know anybody else that gets that amount of sleep. And I can only do it because I fucking have a job where I don't have to wake up to an alarm. I didn't get eight hours of sleep for the first, you know, uh, uh, 18 years of my adult life. I, I didn't come close. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel the same. It's uh, that, That's the choice there. But I also... There's people I'm like, oh, I didn't get very good sleep. And they're like, oh, that's, that sucks. So oh, sorry. I'm like, no, no, don't worry about me. I can also yeah. take a three hour nap if I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can wake up. I can I can go down and come up when I want to. And and, you know, I 
think that that is the top benefit to our job of all the cool things about our job traveling you know seeing people having fans getting free stuff in the mail getting to go to shows and know really cool people the best thing to me is that i go to sleep when i want to go to sleep and i wake up when it's time to wake when when my body naturally wakes up and like that is how everybody could have that everybody in this fucking world could have that should yeah because there is it would make there is our lives easier it would make all of our lives like this is what I've always said. Like the selfishness that drives my my communism is that if you are treated better, you will not fucking bother me. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be a problem to me. Like you're not going to disrupt me because you're like burnt out on 16 hour days. And all of a sudden I have to walk past you in a place or have a weird interaction or, you know, someone that's on their second or third gig for the week and stretch to the fucking limit. And all of a sudden I'm an asshole for showing up and trying to get food, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people the crime, have- all of it, everything. And I know a lot of people that, do real jobs for a living, like regular ass jobs for a living that on the weekends, they still get up at eight, nine o'clock. Like they would get to work at roughly the same time if they were just allowed to come to work when they woke up. Yeah. It wouldn't be a fucking thing where like everybody would start sleeping until noon or yeah. one o'clock. There's only a, like only certain people. It's like, just yes, everybody no, respect different. It. Yeah. Everybody's fucking totally different. Like I go to bed around two and get up around 11 and like that seems perfect to me. Uh, but other people go to bed at 11 and get up at eight. It just is. Uh, people just have their way of doing things. And I wish everybody could just do it. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty much the problem is, is that we force everyone into nine to five without acknowledging that there's like so many of us that like do not fit into that at all. You're looked at as fucking lazy. Yes. You don't fit into that. That's the thing that really pisses me off is that it's like, if I get up at 10 30, 11 o'clock, like my in-laws will be like, Oh God, Brian's so fucking lazy. And it's like, I don't go to bed till like three and I don't want, why should I have to get up at eight o'clock in the morning? Like why, why does, I don't want to, I never liked it. I hated it when I was working. And like, I just think that like you could time shift if, if my wife used to have this thing called flex time where you could come in between like eight and 10 and like, why can't it even just be like that at most places? I don't, I don't understand the nine to five thing and I fucking hate it. Yeah. It's leftover bullshit. All right. Let's get some calls. Right. Sorry. It's building up. No, I yeah, Get a call. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up guys? It's Andrew Hillary, the ice cream man. How you doing? Great. How are you? We met Andrew in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That show was fun. Had a good time. Oh, thank you. We we had a lot of fun too. It was uh that was a really fun show. Made us want to go back out on the road, which was not a uh thing before 
that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After your uh, Columbus show, the way you guys were talking about it, I was like, fuck, they're going to cancel Pittsburgh show. Because I was, I like just got Indians like around the time that you came here pre-pandemic. I don't even remember a couple years, I don't a couple years ago, whatever. Uh, and I was like, I'll catch them next time. And then fucking pandemic hit. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what's up, Andrew? Not much. I wasn't planning on calling, but I saw your tweet. So um, I wanted to call because you remember a couple weeks ago, you were talking about um, metrics and like quotas and shit through jobs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about this and uh, like the way that the ice cream truck works, like I have very similar stories to like Amazon drivers, like pissing in bottles and, uh, you know, like scrambling around, like never having a moment off. But like, the thing is, is that with the ice cream truck, like I get paid a portion of my sales. So like there's incentive to piss in bottles and it's just like, I mean, I know that like, obviously these big companies can't structure, their workers pay like that. But like, I mean, if you want people not to be mad about pissing in bottles, just pay them per package delivered. They will, they will not complain about it. You know? Yeah. That was, that was when I made, when I did bikes, uh, when I made, when I did bikes for Walmart, it was piecework. So, uh, some bikes like a kid's bike, you'd only get $3 for them, but they only required like a few screws and stuff. And uh, the bikes were pretty poorly made. So you'd have to sometimes get some shit out for extra work. But, you know, I would be able to do like six or seven of them. I could do them in five minutes, you know, if it was a good, if there was a good stack of them. And I was really like, I wasn't worried about peeing or eating or doing anything. I was worried about putting bikes together to stack up the most dollars for the day. And I felt like, I, I mean, I made more per hour than I would have taken if they, they would have paid me. $12 an hour, you know, I, I wouldn't have felt as good as like, I put together a hundred fucking bicycles, you know, that's $300 for the day. Like that's, that's good for me. Yep. Back when I, back at the cable yeah. company, yeah. I had, I had just been brought on after they got rid of piecework and, uh, oh man, the old guys were so pissed off when they went to hourly because they had piecework is so much fucking better. So, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, like, uh, Longaberger used to run on piecework. Yeah. I think you can do it too. Somebody in the chat said if they paid per package, they'd turn them into gig workers and abuse them more. But I think you could actually fucking, if you are, if you are delivering packages or if you're selling something, you should get a piece of everyone that you deliver. That doesn't mean you can't get paid hourly or whatever that I just, I think for each piece you do, you should get a little piece of it. You know, it shouldn't all just go to the company and yeah. then they get to spread the money out to whoever wants it, you know? Also, I think, doesn't Amazon already have, like, gig workers, like, during, like, seasonal rushes or whatever? So I'm, sure that, I'm sure that if there is a way to turn them into gig workers, they'll do it with or without piecemeal pay. Like, I'm sure they're already Amazon working Flex. on that. Uh, Amazon Flex is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I, I think yeah, that I the way Amazon works is they subcontract to small business tyrants. And uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> then the small business tyrants do it. They have an app that will let you use your own car to deliver packages. Like they'll pay you to come pick up a box of packages and go send them out. 
Oh, great. Well, that sounds like that sounds terrific. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, it's, it means desperation, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you? Yeah, uh, did, I, I did you see that um, New York? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, um, I just saw today, uh, whenever I was researching for the podcast, apparently New York City Council just passed some fucking uh, protection thing for delivery drivers, where there's like minimum pay guarantees, and uh, they're <laughs> guaranteed to be allowed to use the bathrooms at places they're picking up food from, which is like, how was that already not a thing? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But You know what I'm be, thinking about now, too? It'll be What's that? You know what I'm thinking about right now, guys? I've never peed in a bottle before. Yeah. Ever. Really? In all my years, I've never pissed in a bottle in my entire life. Wow. Yeah. I know. Um, wow, it's right. Tip, you would you think ever, I'd if be. If you're ever going to try it. <laughs> if you're ever going to try it, here's some tips. One, use a Gatorade bottle, you know wider mouth i mean i'm not oh, that... i'm not filling the whole bottle or anything like the whole mouth but you want a little room uh two don't drop it inside an ice cream truck i'm not going to tell you how i know that one but uh <laughs> definitely don't do that i just don't think and... i i i i have you know uh uh peed in very creative ways when i work for the cable company but most of the time my creative way of peeing was just opening the passenger door and and peeing like nobody could see me <laughs> yeah you open a passenger door and just pee right on the ground next to the passenger door that's the best i could do because i don't i don't know i don't i i don't know if i could pee in a bottle without making a mess i just i feel like it would slip out of my hands it, it just it doesn't seem like something I should be able to do. And you got to You can't throw it out of a moving window. I tried to throw it out on the highway and let air just like scoops it right out of the bottle and just mists it all over the inside of the car. Yeah. You got to slow all the way down to get rid of it. Yeah. You got to put the lid on and maybe yep. just throw it out of the car window or something. It just maybe someday I will pee in a bottle just it because I, I always I always figured like. If I'm in a traffic jam and I really have to pee, I have thought about like peeing in a bottle. I've even thought about just getting out of the car and peeing on the freeway. But like my family, my wife is like kind of a neat freak. So she doesn't leave bottles in the car at all. So all I have is my water bottle and like, but one of these oh, days, yeah, I'm even just even just for the experience, you I guess I should sit down in my front seat and try <laughs> to pee in a bottle just to see if I can fucking do it, man. Dude, you, even just in the drive in, in the uh, alley back then. It's never do. You always need like three bottles, though, <laughs> unless you have a two liter, you're not safe. Like if you do a 20 ouncer and you like just squeeze your head like against the, the opening, you just are like, oh, shit, it's filling up. It's filling up. I can't stop peeing. And then well, it the just big, goes everywhere. The big Gatorade bottles that I have, okay. I could probably pull that off, I think. But yeah, that's the other nervous thing I've always had is like, I, I hate 
stopping it midstream. Like, I, I feel like if you do that 10 times in your life, you get cancer. It makes you better at something. sex, dude. Stopping <laughs> midstream? Yeah, that's like kegels for guys. No, I'm not going to do that. You got to go clap, 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 clap. You got to like keep shutting it off so that it goes, it bounces in the water. It just makes me too nervous to well, fucking stop I'll, midstream. I'll tell you what, I've done, I've done this at least maybe 50 times i've never filled a gatorade bottle i filled a water bottle like like the disposable water bottles i filled one of those i've mm -hmm. never filled a whole gatorade bottle i don't know if bladders are like pretty uniform between people but i think if you go with the large gate when you get to this this spot on your bucket list pee in a bottle go with the gatorade i think you'll be all right okay yeah I, that's the other thing is nobody knows how much they pee you know, because you're doing it into a toilet. So you don't know, like, what... You can't, like, visualize the size of bottle that that would fit in because it goes into a toilet with other water. So maybe they should put um, inside mm -hmm. a toilet, like, a marker with, like, the level line, and then when you get to, like, a 12-ounce can, a 20-ounce bottle, you know, a 32, and then a 2-liter. I mean, that seems like it would be helpful for like truck drivers and ice cream <laughs> men and cable guys and stuff like that or people just stuck in traffic you know uh, like i said i think mm -hmm. that condom i think that condom with like if if you're like a driver for a living you put that condom on and then put a hose on it that runs out like the window of the car or maybe even like out the bottom of the uh uh <laughs> Out of the bottom of the door or something mm -hmm. like that would be like something worth having for like a long road trip where when you just pee, it just comes out right there on the road, you know, and, and you don't have to think about it. But uh, nobody's ready to do that. We're talking so. like an in seat, like an in seat bedpan with a hose or something like this is this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, you get it installed in the car. Yeah. Well, no, they used to make those, though. Yeah. They used to make, like, a condom that had a hose on it that you could, like, whiz. I don't remember how the whizzing worked, but it was like a condom with a hose in it, and you could really, <laughs> you know, get rid of the whiz. But I'll have to look into that. Maybe I'll post it this week because, uh, uh, yeah, they have, like, an outside catheter. You just yeah. need a way to get it out of the car. External catheter. All the the Baja race guys use that stuff. There you so, go. I thought those guys just peed their pants. It's high tech. Eh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. If you're out, you're gonna be driving oh. all day. Like you don't want to be wet like that. That's true. I did almost. I did consider peeing my pants at a mosh pit, but it would just get all over the floor. And everybody. I've. I know. I've been in a pit where somebody shit their pants. I've. Uh, oh yeah. I, I saw Mastodon once and i i am fairly certain somebody really did crap their pants in that mastodon pit because it didn't just smell like somebody cut a, a cut a fart or anything like that it like full-on smelled like the the materials like came out open air turd yeah maybe, maybe <laughs> here's what i think now because i've given it thought over the years of why mastodon was the worst smelling concert i ever went to and I think maybe somebody like had a small situation in their pants and then okay. just like was like, well, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal. 
you know uh-huh. it was just the smallest situation like a little tiny wet one and then it just he didn't know i'm sure the guy didn't know what he did <laughs> but uh i don't know dude because you would leave a concert if you do you cracked your pants and that's what it smelled like. It was the it was vile, is all I'm saying. Unless maybe somebody fucking just had a dog turd in their pocket. They didn't know that they yeah. didn't know that their dog crapped in like their shoe or something. They just shoved their foot in there and went to the concert. I don't know. But it was wild. I mean, I've been to a lot of metal concerts. A lot. And, you know, everybody knows that by far metal concerts are the stinkiest. But that one was like on a whole other level mastodon so hmm yeah good to know. well andrew thanks for calling we got to get you these callers a folk punk concert all right yeah no, uh, no. Good talking pee pee and poo poo with you guys i'll talk to you soon <laughs> yeah you too man have a professional good comedian andrew to talk to us about poo poo and pee pee <laughs> um i just put the interesting. oh yeah i put my worst have week yet one, sticker on my on my computer noise Oh, noise. I didn't get one, so. All right, have, you know. <laughs> My bad. I'll get you next time. Uh, thanks, okay. hey guys. Have a good night. Yeah, you have a good night, too, Andrew. All right, bye. Peace. Let's do another one. Let's take another call call. Okay, let's see who we got here. Oh, my God. There's some shit in stories. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? That's good. Is this uh, me, Jake? You. Yeah, what's up, Jake? Hello? How's it going? Yeah, we got you. Hey, Jake from Columbus. What's up? Yeah, um, it's funny you guys were talking about soccer earlier. I got a kind of gruesome soccer sports injury that happened to me today, actually. Fun. Oh, okay. What happened? Uh, I ruptured my Achilles. <laughs> Yikes. It's like the one weakness yeah, you have, uh, have on your body. That's true. It's the Achilles yeah, heel. Was, uh, That's... First, yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, yeah. I was just, uh, I knew exactly what happened. Do you? Supposedly, it's supposed to be very painful, but for me, it was just like I was playing soccer, and uh, it felt like someone threw a ball at my foot, like in my heel, and then I uh-huh. just kind of fell over and was like wondering what was going on, and then it hit me, and I knew exactly what happened, and. Yeah, it was uh, pretty gruesome, but I just it just happened like two hours ago. I'm just like still processing it. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Are you in? Are you in the hospital? No, I didn't. I didn't go to the ER because, uh, well, for a couple reasons, I guess. But luckily, a few people on my team are uh, physical therapists, <laughs> so they uh, were able to like kind of take a look at it and know that like that's what happened. Um, Shit! So, so you tore it, go, or like, like you unhooked it? A, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I I don't really know. They think because it, it wasn't painful that it might be like a clean break, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I think it's bad. <laughs> My girlfriend's mouthing it's bad yeah. to me. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. But, uh, yeah, I don't, re- I don't really know yet. But it's mostly for, like, athletes. Like, they're out for, like, a year. Well, I mean, I got a walking boot and crutches, and I'm going tomorrow morning uh, to an urgent okay. care orthopedic one. Damn, you go. Um, you go hard, so I, I'll Jake. be okay. Like, I got, I got the... Uh, What's that? <laughs> you go hard, Jake. I mean, I would have been like one. Okay, I'm going to tell you something first. Nothing hurts. 
Okay. Like you think it's going to hurt. If you hear a thing is painful, you will like picture a type of pain that I don't think the human body is capable of feeling. Uh, the only really painful thing that ever happened to me, and you know, I, I broke my wrist. I fucked an ankle up a, a bunch of times. I fucked my ankle up. I, I actually, uh, when I was a kid, I was at a building and there was these extremely long flights of steps uh, between floors, right? And I was like, I'm going to fucking jump down this whole flight of steps. And I uh, got almost all the way down there. But like, uh, I like my foot landed wrong on one of the steps and just fucking smashed my whole body's weight onto it. And like, I, I, I fucked my ankle up real bad. But like, I have been injured a decent amount of times. I've done things that are supposed to be painful. And the only time I was ever in an amount of pain that I felt was impossible was the kid when I had a kidney stone. Like that was like the most, maybe the most pain I've ever been in in my life. So like, I think that I, I think like, it could be anything on your foot. I, cause like I said, if you heard that it's painful, then it was probably painful, but you have a high pain threshold like me. It's like you, I, wait, I you consider yourself high really drain, pain threshold. That's huge. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I do though. I've never, I've never broken a bone. This is kind of like, I've had some minor muscle injuries before. Like, uh, pulled a hamstring once, but those didn't really hurt either. But I don't know. I had my funny bone and I, it hurts like hell. So I don't really know. But, but like I, it was just the weirdest thing. It felt like someone like just like flat tired me, stepped on my heel. And I like yelled like, who's, who's fucking with me? What's going on? And then it like, it hit me. Cause I read about like, I remember like uh, Kevin Durant, the Warriors player or former Warriors player. I remember him reading about mm-hmm. it and just saying like, he just felt the pop. And, I, and that hit me. I was like, Oh, that's, that's, that's what happened. It popped. Like it, it, it my, you know, my calf is not connected to my, to my foot anymore. <laughs> like, it's just like, I had to process that. And I was kind of just like, huh, I mean, that, that, that's what happens. And I don't know. It's wild. It's just, They're going to cut you the injury, fuck I guess, open. like for athletes, it takes like, oh yeah. And for athletes, like they don't play for like over a year. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I need to get back to like, you know, top athletic shape, but I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do for nine months. <laughs> I got, it's already like, I live on the second floor of, a, of a, an apartment. And just getting up the stairs on crutches is just, oh, my God, it's tough. <laughs> I, I got to say, Jake, though, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put the pain? Like 3. Like, it didn't, it didn't, it felt like someone kind of, like, stepped on me. And not even, like, a cleat, like, just, like, if someone, like, with a, a bare foot just kind of, like, stomped on the back of my, my, my heel. So... Now let me help I, you. I, I gotta I coach you a little more about bit. it and see if it's supposed to be okay. Okay. I, I want to coach you a little bit. When they ask you that at the hospitals, it's a seven. You say it's a seven. Okay. Because that'll get you some pills. They don't really give a lot of pills anymore. <laughs> but yeah, seven, I was thinking about that. I don't know how much I want or like. <laughs> uh, well, they don't give you a lot anymore anyway. They'll yeah, probably give I, you like six of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, they'll yeah. probably, I'll probably but get those uh, after also, the surgery. Like, I don't know when they'll operate on it. Like, I don't know when that happens, but. Yeah. And also, like, I, 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 uh, uh, I would say on a scale of one to 10, my pain threshold is a seven. Now, my discomfort okay. threshold, my discomfort threshold is a two. I don't like being uncomfortable, but pain, as <laughs> you know, the guy said, pain don't hurt. And uh, it just doesn't bother me. Uh, so you might be like me where it's like, Oh, I, you know, it doesn't hurt as bad as I thought it was going to. When I broke my wrist, I didn't go to the hospital until like five hours, five or six hours after I broke my wrist. Cause I was like, there's no way that this is a broken wrist because it doesn't hurt. Right. That bad. So, you know, I'm not trying to freak you out or anything. I mean, I know. But- yeah. I, no, no, no. I mean, I, I luckily my, my girlfriend's a, medical professional too and i've got some good advice like, i'm not god. worried about not going to the yard tonight. and i didn't want to like i didn't want to yeah thank god i have her too to like you know help me up the stairs but <laughs> but uh they like um i didn't want to go to the er because like i figured i'd just be sitting there for four hours in a, in a COVID hole of like you know good point. i don't know what the COVID good point. That was like. smart. i know what i'm in i'm in columbus too and i was trying to figure out what hospital to go to and i just like I don't know. Nah, Luckily, go to an like, urgent you know, care. I know some people through connections, and that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. Go to one with an X-ray though, because they're going to have to X-ray. You don't want to get. Yeah, you don't want to get also sent. I'm sure and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. good luck, man. Do you yeah, have insurance. I don't know how much. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sure I'll. Uh, I'm sure I'll call in with after the surgery or something. I'll update you guys. I don't know what the next few months is going to look like, but it's going to be interesting. You're going to get some time off work, maybe, you know? Light duty. Yeah. You yeah, light duty. I yeah, I don't know. I've been in the office, and now I guess I'll move back to home, so I, I don't know what will happen with that. But, yeah, I'm not too worried about it yet. Yeah. Well, good luck, Jake. I hope you, I hope you feel better. Yeah, we wish you the uh, best. Yep. Have fun. Enjoy Thanks, those guys. pills. All right, later. Peace. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Let's take the next one, Brett. I say we the rest of the calls run with without me. keep running it. Okay. A break. Yeah, why the hell not? We started late anyway. There's pro wrestling to be. Oh no, there isn't pro wrestling tonight. I did, I missed the one from Wednesday. Wait, no, I didn't so watch that one. There's sports entertainment tonight. Sports entertainment is tonight. But it's on my TV right now next to me, and it's not very good. Never is. So. Not worth it. Uh, no. Thanks for calling Street Fight. How you doing tonight? Skelly, uh, is this me? Oh, this I thought is you. Were you. Dead. What's I was up? You were dead. What's going on tonight? That's not nice. What's up tonight? Uh, who's this? Uh, this is Gabriel Hello? in Chicago. How you guys doing? What's up, Gabriel? Gabriel, we're doing great. What do you? What's going on tonight? Well, not too much. Just hanging out. The uh, first time caller, long time listener. Um, I heard you guys uh, wanted to talk to like uh, logistics and supply chain professionals. I meant to call them sooner, but just haven't been around on Sundays. What? When? When did you got to refresh our memory about why? 
we wanted to do that because we we don't. That was a couple weeks ago, and you were just you were just kind of talking about how you were fascinated with like the breakdown and like uh, the way people get shit on the shelves and just you were wanting to ask questions about it i honestly have like a quit story about leaving the the industry but uh yeah also just okay, well, if you guys let's are curious do that. about finding more about the industry let's do that we just yeah, i don't so, um, i don't remember what we were talking about because i'm a burnout from drugs that's quite all right and you're talking to one right now but uh the uh quit story i uh, fired my boss about a month and a half ago um so I worked for a logistics broker, basically seeking out freight and buying freight from companies and, you know, handing that off to carrier sales guys to go sell that to truckers and, you know, get products on shelves. And, uh, you know, it was well and good enough about it. And I think like, oh, the second month on the floor at this job, I'd probably been working about six months. Um, they, uh, you know, I pulled a decent revenue in one month and, you know, I was hoping for a decent commission check. I, you know, just put in a shitload of hours and, uh, you know, end of the month comes and I end up getting, you know, $150 on a commission check when I basically pulled like, you know, my base in a month. And, uh, you know, I talked to my boss about, it. I'm like, you know, what's going on here? You know, I don't really think this is a, uh, you know, fair compensation for my time, you know, I'm bringing revenue on for the company, yada, yada. And, uh, he was like, Oh, well, you know, maybe we need to pitch in on, you know, other people's operations and help out. And I was like, look, man, I'm not going to manage books of business throughout the company to make sure that, you know, we're going to make a dollar, you know, along every, you know, I just want to do my job as a sales guy and go in business. I'm not going to be an operations manager and wear all these hats and do that whole die on this hill for a startup type thing. Um, and he said, well, you know, maybe we need to grow up and learn how to pitch in. And at that point I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to grow up for you or, you know, work another day in this office unless you guys are going to compensate me fairly. But I mean, it's a cutthroat and nasty industry and I, uh, haven't been back since. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, there's plenty, uh, there's plenty of places like that, uh, where, I, I don't know what it's weird because they will tell you how much money you made for them and how much they love that. But then when you bring it back up and say, Hey, I should get some of that money. They're like, no, no, you didn't understand. I said, I love that. That's I, I told you, I like that. You made me a lot of money. That's what you do for me. What do you mean? You want some of it? What do you mean? You did some math. I mean, I got fired from a job for doing the same thing. It's like I sold $30,000 worth of stuff this month and you paid me $1,400. You know, you paid me nothing to be here. Exactly. And I, you know, I own a, a truck and uh, I live in Chicago and not a lot of people that pick up trucks. And I think I worked like 60 hours last month, just loaning it out. And I made my base salary at this company, you know, working half the time that I did for them. So, holy shit. I mean, at the end of the day, they can get bent, like, yeah. So they, uh, I, you know, I listening to the earlier caller who was talking about, um, you know, maybe people need a little bit less content and a little bit more quality. You know, that's the only thing I could think of working at this desk, you know, just 
grinding like crazy just so I could get some crappy Amazon basics thing into a warehouse off of a truck. It's like, do people really need this crap? Like maybe I should be shipping something worthwhile. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I remember now what we were talking about. We were just trying to figure out the, the question we had was like, is are the shortages on shelves uh, like supply shortages, are those like not enough truck drivers or like, is it problems um, with shipping from across the ocean? It's, it's a multitude of things. Um, we have such a convoluted supply chain at this point that things that are seemingly unrelated are affecting each other. So from, Cargo ships getting backed up, you know, that affects a factory's ability to make production on time. So, you know, that affects things getting onto shelves. On top of that, you've got people who don't want to drive a truck for $12, $13 an hour and think it's bullshit, you know. So there's a lot of things compounding on our awful system that none of us wanted or none of us built. And uh, it's really showing. Our supply chain is not really built to be robust in times of crisis. And People love cutting corners. People love doing that lowest common denominator, you know, bottom line's the dollar sign. And when push comes to shove and shits get serious, you know, you can't cut corners as easily. And the only corner left to cut is not getting it on the shelf. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 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 Cause I've been wondering why I can't get Gatorade zero <laughs> at the uh, grocery store anymore for cheap. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's I think oh, where yeah, we were I just paid eight hundred and fifty dollars for truck tires. It's ridiculous. Jesus criminy. That's too much. Uh uh well yeah. yeah, that's wild, Gabriel. Uh uh I love it when people talk about how much they made like when they get fired for saying that they made the company this much money but only got paid this amount of money. It is or quit. It is the best way to get fired other than like I kicked my boss in the dick and like shit on his desk. <laughs> like that's like the it's it's a close second to that. But uh um, I mean I definitely well, wanted to kick him in the dick and shit on his desk when he told me to grow up, but <laughs> Oh, grow up. We don't pay people shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, right. uh, oh, yeah. I, I uh, definitely just wanted to call in and uh, give you a preview for the logistics industry. I love what you guys do. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. All right. Thanks, Gabriel. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good night. Later, listening to the Grease Man. Have a good night. Yeah. Is that what he says? He, he ends things like that. He's like, hello. Hello. He says bone dry when he's out of his drink. You know? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Grease Manelli. Grease Manelli, he calls himself sometime. It's not a good show. You would be like, this guy, there's no way this guy's racist because he's like just corny, but he's been fired like three times for racism. (laughs) Like actual racism, not like, not like, like, for saying very racist things on the radio. And you got to think about that in context of like what the other shock jocks were doing on the radio, (laughs) you know? Right. Oh yeah. 
I mean, that's what they. Uh, I, I mean, there is now it's it seems more dog whistly and it definitely is racism, but they are they have been backed into a corner more than what they did before. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, while we're talking about it, Shocktober this Thursday, Opie and Anthony and uh, every week after that for a while, you're going to get your new Shocktobies and it's uh, coming. There will be a Grease Man one bone dry. People are asking for Grease Man. I know. I can't believe people want the Grease Man. And I think it's also kind of rude that they want the Grease Man, to tell you the truth. Like, I mean, why make it a crappy one? This is like when, when, when my buddy uh, uh, MRT, uh, Chris, got me to do I Miss by... I had kept saying, like, Imus doesn't have a big enough archive online. And he was like, oh, dude, I found a bunch of Imus. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, how bad can it be? And then it sucked. So Yeah, not fun. <laughs> Let's take another call. All right. Thanks Bone for watching Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Bear from Georgia. Bear, what's Bear. up? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Pretty tired. Just got off of a long shift at uh, Chili's, but not too bad. Not too bad. How many hours? Uh, it was only like 10 hours, so it's not like yeah. super long uh, in comparison to other jobs I've worked, but it's still like really rough. 10 hours out of Chili's. Like, even if that sounds like a radio competition. Like who can spend ten hours on a chili? That's it hard to do. Feels like it, man, dude. If we had like the corporate sponsorship stuff, Brett. Uh huh. I mean, that would be our contest, right? Like you get a Chili's, and then like four of our listeners have to work at a Chili's, and whoever makes it to the end of the day wins. Yeah, not like easy. a Chili's in like Trump country. Mm. Like where there are like just like the demographics skew older. Yes. <laughs> that's 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 a good contest. I wish we could pull that off. <laughs> so how's Chili's going there? Deceptively. No, there's something just deceptive about the way the time flows inside Chili's. Um, because like I'll clock in. And I just, I don't know if it's because we're busy or if it's because there's always like so much that managers are like yelling to do, but you walk in and you feel like you've been there for five minutes and you walk back out and you realize that you were there all day and you feel like super sick and you're like, oh man, I must be catching a cold. But no, you're just like that tired and overworked by the end of it. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. See, you know, but in my earlier days, I did have like a, an, not an addiction, I guess an, just um, going to a place that's absolutely off the wall calamity all the time. And then it's eight hours later is to me more interesting than trying to fight and pretend that you're working for eight hours a day when you're only doing 90 minutes of work a day. To, going back to the conversation earlier, like thinking about folding clothes all day, which I was really good at, but it didn't pay enough for me to do, but 
it was something that I could repeat over and over again. And there were boxes there and I didn't have to ask anything. If there was boxes, I folded the clothes. So there was no, nothing else besides doing the job. And uh, the same with like some of these serving environments, like you just get lost, do the job. It's poorly managed and not fun, but it does pass the time faster than trying to pretend you're not on social media all day in front of a computer. That's a good point. I always felt that way too, like where it was like, uh, uh, I didn't like having to figure out how to convince some fucking guy that I worked eight hours during right. the day. Yeah. Cause that was always what it was. It would That's be a great like, way to put it. Yeah. You just, uh, the whole job at a lot of places is just convincing somebody that you worked for. Yep for eight hours instead of like instead of like actually doing the work you're like sitting around like i used to sit in my van uh so they didn't have gps on the cable trucks so like they couldn't monitor where you were but on <laughs> they thought this was the way to fix it on the work orders and two boxes one that says time in and time out of the job so at the end of the day, I would just have to sit in my van and try to cobble together what the eight hours <laughs> was that I did the jobs, no matter how many jobs. It's like, if you gave me four jobs, all my jobs took two hours. If you gave me eight jobs, all my jobs took a half hour. It didn't fucking matter. Uh, but you had to write time in and time out of each job. And uh, then you could leave yourself about an hour in there for driving. And like, uh, that was most of my job, dude. It was like mostly explaining to my boss that I worked eight hours today. You got all of your time out of me. But I mean, Chili's is chaos though. Chili's is a, as a place, like how busy are you really busy now? Like, I, I guess it could go either way. It's, I guess on a, are there TVs at Chili's? So, yeah, there are TVs like all over the Chili's, but they're placed in ways that if you're not sitting at a table, you cannot see them easily, right? Like the angles that they put the TVs at, you can't really see them while you're standing for mm -hmm. the express purpose of making sure that we don't just stand around and watch TV. I mean, but so is Sunday like a tough, day because of football is it like a big football day so it's not necessarily a big like full day it's not necessarily like super busy but because we're in like the bible belt like if you work the morning shift you get absolutely fucked over because there's just so many people rushing in true true i mean the thing about it is when you re when i you know give it some thought it's like there, I can't imagine, and now maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm being elitist scum. I don't live near a Chili's, okay? And I'm just saying that right now. I can't imagine that people take dates to Chili's. What? Also, you are elitist yeah. scum. <laughs> okay, okay. 
I'm not trying to Listen, be mean to Chili's. Like, I would go to fucking Chili's. You're bad I at want dating, their baby dude. back ribs. I would. I love their baby back ribs. But I would, if I was dating, like if I had to take the wife out now, I would try to go to like a cool, like, hey, man, have you heard of this place? You know, like, you do have to take her out just because you captured her into a contract doesn't mean you don't have to take her out no more. Right. But I, now me and her are just like, you know, what do you want? And we figure it out together. I'm talking about if I had to take her somewhere like like we're meeting for the first time and we're going out to dinner. Uh, I just don't think I would go to Chili. It's a good signal. It says don't expect much. I have a lot more to offer than where I can take you, you know? <laughs> but it's not spending money on things that are outrageous. It's about like solid dinners. Sometimes we just hit the chilies. You know, I'll, I'll take you for something special, but right now I got $65 in my, in my account. Okay. So we need to go to Chili's. Now I'm being made fun of, by the way, listen to this. Uh, uh, bad dab in the chat said, taking the wife to a hipster coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> Which, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and Daytona worker said, Brian is classy. Probably takes them to red lobster or something. Also, I wouldn't. I, first of all, I would never take my wife to Red Lobster because she used to work at Red Lobster. And uh, I mean, maybe she would like the Cheddar Bay biscuits, but she's not real fond of Red Lobster. And I don't eat seafood mostly. So I one time went to Red Lobster when I was a little kid. I ordered chicken nuggets. My parents like kind of pulled the waiter aside and said uh, he wants fish nuggets what? instead. Yeah, well, they didn't want me to eat chicken at Red Lobster. You know, my parents are like that, dude. It's just like when I was a kid and I would put ketchup on a steak, they would get all fucking like, you're putting ketchup on a steak? And it's like, yeah, man, I like ketchup. I'm fucking 13. Yeah, they sent you to the finest finishing schools and you don't even know what a salad fork is. <laughs> so they, yeah, they didn't want me to eat chicken nuggets at red lobster so they got me fish nuggets they like kind of switched my order they didn't like pull the waiter aside they they were like i was like i'll have chicken nuggets and they were like he'll have fish nuggets like you're eating fish here and i took the one bite out of it and like they fucked it up because like i took that bite and i never ate a fish stick again i was just like fish sticks are disgusting like why would i ever have this and uh, it was really just that shock. It's like the reason I won't ride roller coasters. Because, like, I thought I was going to a haunted house at Kings Island. I was with my aunt, my cool aunt. And uh, I thought I was going into a haunted house. And I really liked Scooby-Doo a lot. Like, I was, like, the world's biggest Scooby-Doo fan when I was, like, little. And uh, there was a Scooby-Doo like cutout. It looked really cool. And I thought it was just like a, a dark ride is what they call them, right? They're like the rides at the park where you sit in a little thing and it takes you around and things jump out at you or whatever like that. That was like, so I thought I was getting on a dark ride and uh, it was the beastie, the, the, the roller coaster that's like not the beast, but it's like the kid's version of the beast but it's still kind of high yeah. and uh, they put me on the beast. It scared me. I cried and then haven't ridden a roller coaster since. That's not their fault though. That's your fault. 
<laughs> no, they should have told me it was a roller coaster. They didn't tell me it was a roller coaster. I told them I was fucking afraid of roller coasters, and they thought it was funny that I was trying to get on a roller coaster. So they were like, let's take them on the roller coaster. And I didn't really know till I was getting in it. I was like seven or something. Yeah, you're using uh, that as an excuse, though. You know now that it's a goddamn amusement ride. Yeah. Well, I know now. And then also, my yeah, my parents. Go ahead, Bear. My parents tried to pull that same thing one time. And then they found out like that same day that I had really low blood pressure. It's just like a problem that I have. Uh <laughs> And I can't really go on roller coasters because of it. So I'm just like <laughs> some little kid who's like screaming in terror. And then suddenly I just like don't say anything at all. And they're like, oh, no, something happened to the kid. You passed yeah. out. I don't know. Why. Yeah, I, like, yeah uh, I, don't... I passed out. And then I woke back up like a few minutes afterwards and like my parents didn't know what to do about it. They were like, well, that maybe he just got really scared and like fainted. So they just kind of walked around with me and like tried to take me to the nearest like nursing spot because they're like, what the hell do we do about a like passed out kid? Because like I was still like I still had a heartbeat and I was breathing itself. So I knew I was like dead, but they were still like, well, what do we do about this? Yep, my dad, my my dad loves roller coasters. My dad's like a roller coaster guy. I know Brett, you probably wouldn't think he would be having met him, but he is. He loves roller coasters. He likes the scary ones. Uh, scarier the better and like I think like it was always just kind of a bummer to him that he would take me to the amusement park and I wouldn't ride any of the roller coasters because I was just scared of them or whatever uh, uh, but I love going to amusement parks I think they're like incredibly fun cool places and I always have a really good time uh, standing in line with my friends and then when you get to the roller coaster, I just walk over the track and go out the exit. And, you know, what, you know, two and a half minutes later, my friends are back. It's great. That's t but I enjoy I like the vibe of, of amusement parks. So it's good vibes at those places. All right. All right. Uh, so we do amusement parks the same way. Like my. Uh, my friends and uh, especially my parents will always try to like schedule trips to amusement parks because I guess they just like forget. So like I just end up walking around doing like old carnival stands and like some of the smaller rides and stuff and uh, having a real good time doing like basically nothing all day. I love carnival games too. I'm like into carnival games. Uh, I know you can't win them most of the time, but like, man, does it feel good to win? So. Nothing wrong with the carnival game. I love them. All right, Bear. Good luck at Chili's. I hope everything goes. I hope it goes famously. And uh, 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 have a great night. Hey, before uh, I leave real fast, just as a question, okay. do you guys mind like regular weekly call-ins? Because I got like a ton of great street fight stories that like I'm ready to share. I just don't know like if it gets annoying or overbearing on you guys or the audience nope. or anything like that bear we love yeah you can call every single week we you're a good caller and we like having callers yeah and uh we like to know some of the callers we've had like weekly callers at different times they just uh uh probably are self-conscious and don't feel like they want to be annoying or something but we still hear from them sometimes but You've gotten 
to the point now where if you don't call for two or three weeks, me and Brett are going to be like, man, I wonder what happened to Bear. They're mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll lash out on you out of nowhere if it becomes a problem. I'll just lash out against you and hang up on you. Sorry, but that's just how it'll go. You're not annoying, though, Bear. We like you. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. I, All right, I'm going to be honest. If I get lashed out against and only hung up on, that's a good story. So, yeah, you guys too. Love you guys. You call back the next week and be like, man, you know how I felt when Brett lashed out at me and hung up on me, and we'll talk about it. It'll be I'll great. have an apology ready. <laughs> you know, and, and for people who Brett's lashed out at and yelled at and hung up on, he does that to me too, except for he doesn't hang up on me because he can't. But Brett lashes out at everybody. Don't take it personal. Everybody in the world, he's a lashy outy guy. It's when I go, when it gets to the point of I actually like you, strangers, I give the longest leash ever. Whenever I like you, then I start to hate you. It's true. That's true. And that's just because to know me is to hate me or to, to know people really is to hate people quite because you will like i will like i love bear i think bear's great uh probably like bear the most of my real life friends <laughs> right because you, yeah you don't have to do other stuff <laughs> no you baggage know, for no in, no intimate stuff involved <laughs> yeah 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 you bear doesn't have memories about me from when i was a piece of human shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks no, you for calling the easy route of me just like loving you blindly. I love that though. You, you, if there's one thing everybody knows about me is that I love to be loved. Yeah, this is easy as love and goats for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, have a good night, Bear. You too. Peace. We got a little bit, a little bit of delay going. We got yeah. the last call here. Let's take this call and. Uh, Go watch a TV show or something. I don't fucking know. TV program. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, hello? Hello. Who are we talking is, to tonight? Is this on? Yep, this is you. Uh, Mike. You're the only person <laughs> on the line. What's up, Mike? How's it going? Well, I'm cool. Uh, good. Um, not necessarily a long-time listener, but um, definitely have watched your show show a couple of times nice okay all right uh so what's up oh not much really i mean i just uh got back from lowe's um well not just got back but like a couple of hours ago <laughs> nice okay well uh uh it said you wanted to talk about general politics did you like have a question or 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 what's up um, yeah, I guess I got nervous a little bit and like you kind of trailed off away from that or whatever. So I guess like, I don't know. I mean, oh, like, you um, can go back. Huh? You can go back. It's okay. What's that now? You can back to it. It's okay. I mean, it, this, the show is one continuous piece. So anything from earlier you can talk about. Oh, um, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, what were you mentioning about Walmart for exactly? I forgot about that a little bit. 
Walmart, Walmart. Oh, you know what? Oh, I, just up, I just hung up on it. I don't want to redo the show. I'm just going to hang up on them. This is a good, good reason to hang up on somebody that hasn't been listening. And I don't want to. I mean, you have something to say when you call in. We'd love to hear it. Um, but I'm not going to redo the show. All right. Well, that is the show. We're done with the show. Just lashed out at it. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like I didn't want to, but I just don't want. I don't know what the point of that was. Um, thanks for listening to Street either. Fight. Um, if you have something to call in about, we'd love to talk to you. Just you're in charge of the conversation. We're here with you. Um, we will see you on Wednesday night, um, and we'll be doing the show again as usual uh, on all of the live stream stuff. So we'll see you then. From the cradle bars comes a beckoning voice that's spinning. You have no choice. We'll